Hi, throw me. My name's Tom Atkins. You are listening to Horror Homeschool. Welcome back to Horror Homeschool. I'm Chris. And I'm Ashley. How you doing, Ashley? It's been Good, a while. Sleep, sleepy. Oh, I know. I miss it so much. <laughs> I know. This episode has just been a very unlucky number 13 for us. It's like the cursed <laughs> episode that almost yeah. didn't happen. So a bit yeah. of a, a bit of a peek behind the curtain for listeners. Um, yeah, this episode's just been delay after delay. Um well, mainly because you got COVID, like, right before Scream came out, right? Oh, I was devastated. I got it Monday, the the Monday before uh, I had tickets to go see it, and I had to cancel it. I was just, like, bumming out so bad all week. <laughs> so bad. Did you get a refund? Yeah, thankfully. Uh, at least it was that. Yeah, um, so... yeah so we've just been hit with uh, a few little delays, but we're here today. And we're going to finally talk about the new Scream movie. I'm um, so excited. Ashley and I have not uh, disclosed our feelings about the movie to each other yet, have we? We've not said a word. Not a word. So, do it. without further ado, let's oh, get into hey. it. Yeah, but don't, uh, everybody, this is spoils. Spoilers. Oh, yeah. So, As usual, yeah. our podcast, we discuss the film in full detail. Spoilers and all, so... Yeah. So yeah, if you have warning, it, yeah. Go watch go this watch movie it. and then listen to us. Um so yeah, Scream 2022 or Scream 5 or 5 Cream as I like to call it. 5 Cream. Um directed by Matt Bettinelli Alpin and Tyler Gillette. Um and written by James Vanderbilt and Guy Busiek. I'm terrible with names, but there we go. <laughs> Um, so this is the first screen movie not to be directed by Wes Craven and uh, the first screen movie bar Scream 3 not to be written by Kevin Williamson released on January 14th 2022 10 years after Scream 4 and exactly 25 years and 25 days since the original film which came out on the 20th of December 1996 it's so cool um, how they did that initially titled Scream 5 uh, the numeral was dropped from the title to make it very clear that this film, though a direct sequel to Scream 4, was a relaunch of the series since the fourth film was supposed to be the start of a new trilogy that never happened due to low box office returns and Craven's death. Um, so in 2011, Scream 4 grossed $38 million in its entire domestic run. 
Oh, wow. Basically killed all plans for future sequels. It kind of bombed. Um, I mean, mainly, I think, due to the advertising, I think it was advertised terribly. Um, Obviously, we love that movie, but it was I don't even remember... I don't remember 2011, man. I don't... Weirdly, though, like... I think Scream 4 was the first Scream film I saw in the cinemas because um, I just missed all the others due to, like, my age and stuff. Well, so, this, yeah. this is the first Scream I ever saw in the theaters. Oh, sick. Yeah, like, yeah, Scream 4. And I remember just having a blast, like, thinking, whoa, like, I didn't expect it to be this good, you know, and it was awesome to see it in, in the cinema. Um, but, yeah, it didn't do well at the box office. Um, but this one... Um, with a budget of $24 million, Scream 5 reached the $35 million mark on its opening weekend alone. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, that's what we were reading. It fucking killed it. Uh, no pun intended. <laughs> but yeah, this one is the second highest rated Scream movie on IMDb next to the original. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, so, the synopsis. Okay. 25 years after the original series of Murders in Woodsboro, a new ghost face emerges and Sidney Prescott must return to uncover the truth. So, before we get into what we thought about the film, I'm sorry I'm delaying it even longer, um, I have some trivia to read out because it's some pretty cool trivia. Um, so, David Arquette, who is a certified Bob Ross painter instructor, has taught several of the cast members how to paint like the legendary artist during filming what? breaks. In- <laughs> the world (laughs) that's awesome how bizarre that is Um, really bizarre right so this one this one's amazing and i don't know if you know about this yet i hope you don't because i'd love to have your reaction be right now so when richie is watching the youtuber stab video on the right hand side of the screen is a list of all the other videos um some of them have like really hilarious titles including uh, Ryan Johnson on reinventing stab. Um, every stab 2021 kill ranked from worst to worst, uh, and a few other funny ones. But oh my gosh. the most insane Easter egg was a video at the very top of that list, which had me completely shook. And it was titled Interview with Woodsboro Survivor Kirby Reed. And what? The thumbnail I did not. Is a picture of Hayden Panettiere. No, I did not so, see that. It's fucking, <gasps> it's confirmed. Kirby has survived. And she'll be wow. back. Wow. She will be back, won't she? They wouldn't throw that in for no reason. I don't think that they would throw that in for no reason, no. Yeah, and I'll throw this, um, someone managed to get a picture of this that they sneakily took in the cinema. So I'll throw it up on the Instagram for everyone to see. I'll actually just send it to you right now so you can have a look at it. Wow. <laughs> How sick. Wow. So, yeah, it's funny, actually, because, you know, I mentioned it on the last episode, um, how there was a few theories flying around that she's not dead, you know. Mm-hmm. We still see her moving on screen. Um, oh, another bit that I didn't actually catch in the movie, but uh, when I was looking online, this popped up. So it's confirmed that Detective Kincaid from Scream 3 is in fact the baby daddy to Sydney's kids. Um, See, I was wondering about that because um, I remember she said Mark. Yeah, and I, did, um, I didn't know. Yeah, when Dewey that's... calls her and he asks, "How's Mark?" 
so yeah, that is Mark Kincaid apparently from Scream Three. Mm, I got things to say. <laughs> okay. So next one is um, this is one that made me smile, and I noticed straight away. Um, the fact that Dewey never mentioned his sister Tatum or her death was often criticised um, in the sequels, making it seem like he'd forgotten. However, here we see that he still keeps her ashes on the mantle. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that little Tatum? I did not notice that, but I oh, figured yeah, he would. It's, it's, in his, it's in his trailer. He's got Tatum's ashes there. Um, so Sydney's line in the film, I'm Sydney Prescott, of course I have a gun, was Neve Campbell's idea to include. <laughs> Um, all right, so this is interesting. So Spyglass Media Group, uh, they've secured the rights from Fun World to use the original Ghostface mask for Scream 5. Um, and that has also been the reason why I think that Ghostface has never appeared on any of the posters. Um, because there's a really weird licensing law, Sadie will tell you about it from Welcome to Horrorland, where... You can't use Ghostface and the word Scream together because basically Fun World own the Ghostface image and the you know the, the other company that own Scream, the franchise, own all the rest of the rights to the actors, the name Scream, everything else, but you can't use them together. <laughs> Which that is really, really bizarre. You'll see that I think I think it's Cavity Colors or someone like that. Some someone's recently released merch. Um and they've had to call it Ghostface because they've got the Ghostface license and all the merch has got Ghostface on it, but they can't use the word scream on it as well. <laughs> so, so this weird. is why you'll see all the bootleggers that the only scream merch that has Ghostface and the word scream on is all bootleg, uh, which my cupboard is full of, <laughs> obviously. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so what's the next one? Um, Neve Campbell was initially hesitant to return to the franchise, especially the new Scream film that didn't feature Wes Craven as a director. Um, what changed her mind was a letter sent to her by Matt and Tyler, the directors, where they wrote about how much Wes Craven and his films meant to them as filmmakers. That's sweet. Oh, shit. I've just, uh, I've just sent me a message. Obviously, you know that um, Meatloaf has died. Yes. Like... We've had a bit of an emotional morning because we're both big Meatloaf fans. Being Are like, you really? Um, oh, yeah, we fucking love him. <laughs> That's been, funny. As soon as I found out, I put him on. I've been listening to his music all morning um, and I shed a little tear as well. Um, I but... literally know one song, but I only know him really from um, Fight Club. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I love him in Rocky Horror. And to be honest, I think I'm going to watch that tonight in his honor. I've um, never seen it. Well, this is the perfect day to watch it. Well, I have watch to work it. all day, dadgummit. When you get home, while you're, while you're eating tea or whatever, stick it on if you can. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, Meatloaf is fantastic in that. Um, but, yeah, me and Abby almost met him last year at Horicon. Um I don't know if I said on the podcast, but he was cancelled um, because... I don't know. I'm just putting this out there, but I think he was an anti-vaxxer. Like, that's why mm. he couldn't come over because, you know, the vaccine, whatever. And Abby's just sent me a message. Meatloaf died of COVID. <gasps> yeah. So. These people. Like, 
fucking mm, okay suck. i won't get into it but yeah, yeah. sad <laughs> yeah we'll try not to get political on this but no man no. that fucking sucks we can talk about it later <laughs> yeah he'd do anything but he wouldn't do that and get nope. the vax we're not <laughs> um after neve campbell was uh hesitant to return it just says David Arquette was excited to regrow his moustache for his role of Dewey Riley. <laughs> <laughs> so he just wanted to be back and have a moustache. Um, Dewey is watching Gale on TV as the anchor for Good Morning America. However, before he turns off the show, Gail is signing off and making a joke about how she hopes to never have her bangs again. I uh, saw that. I know. And if she that. tries, someone should stop her. <laughs> Hilarious. I didn't actually notice that in the film. I was just too distracted with Dewey being on screen again. <laughs> uh, adorning the Hicks' home fridge is a note from Mother Judy stating that there are lemon squares as a callback to her in Scream 4. I noticed that. Made me smile a lot. Um, the trailer sequences displaying Ghostface with a new alternate metallic mask and flamethrower is revealed to be the new Ghostface costume in the film within a film, Stab 8, which I think a lot of people breathe a sigh of relief after that. Yeah. Next bit of trivia, uh, Jasmine Savoy Brown's character, Mindy, uh, marks the first officially confirmed LGBTQIA character in the screen film series. Um, The possible queer sexual orientation of characters from the series, such as Stu and Robbie, is still ambiguous as like Stu's homoeroticism was never verbally confirmed beyond heterosexual and Robbie's uh, proclamation to being gay to Ghostface was basically a desperate attempt to save his own life. Um, so that's pretty oh, cool. Stu was definitely really into Billy. I yeah, mean, he was. It, yeah, it was never officially confirmed, I guess. That's what this fact's saying. Um, but yeah. That's that's cool that we get our first openly queer character in Scream. And um, it was such it was so subtle too. It wasn't even yeah. like Yeah, it was really well done that bit actually. Um so the girl who played um Amber, Mickey Madison, um, she was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the Tarantino film. Don't know mm-hmm. if you've seen that. I haven't yet. Um actually I but I guess it's a spoiler for that film. <laughs> Are you bothered? That's okay. Okay, so she actually suffers a long, drawn-out death in that movie, too, where she gets burnt alive. So, Oh, dang. Pretty funny. She gets set on fire in every film she's in. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The episode of Dawson's Creek that Tara is watching is season one, episode 11, The Scare. And this episode is a loving homage to Friday the 13th, where they're basically terrified that a serial killer is going to catch them. Really great episode of Dawson's Creek. That. Um, I think um, Kevin Williamson may, might have wrote that episode. Um, watch it. But it's kind of meta because Joshua Jackson, uh, he was obviously in Dawson's Creek, and he was in Scream 2 as mm-hmm. one of the uh, film students. And also Roman, or the guy that plays Roman uh, in Scream 3, he was also in Dawson's Creek. Was he? Mm-hmm. Um, just a a bit part I think Um, so Mindy is watching Stab 1 which echoes the original scene in Scream Um, well basically it 
echoes exactly what she's doing, uh, where she's lying on the sofa uh, watching the movie as her uncle was watching Halloween in the original. Um, she's also wearing a green top and brown trousers, just like uh, Randy was in that scene too. <laughs> it's like so meta. Um, uh, when Richie opens the door while Tara is hiding in the hospital, she hits him over the head with the phone she's holding. And Richie then asks, did you just hit me with the phone? Uh, referencing uh, the line that Stu says to, to Billy in the first film. Um, I also noticed that uh, Richie was also wearing like a blue flannel shirt, just like Billy Loomis in the original. Um, and oh, obviously the final act just echoes the same locations, you know, the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And then Richie gets killed exactly where Billy did in the hallway. And there's a lot of like homages and tributes to the original in this. But oh, yeah. They're not shoehorned in and excessively done, you know, like in Halloween 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ghostface in the film follows rules of a requel a sequel in the franchise that goes back to the root of the original installment in the franchise, Um, a trend uh, that's been popularised by Halloween 2018. But yeah, again, in my opinion, done much better. I guess I'm showing my hand now too early. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So this is the first screen movie in which Sydney is not the main character. And it's also the first screen movie where neither of the killers have a personal motive against Sydney. Yeah. Um, and the first screen movie in which the opening victim survives. Yeah. Um, I've got one goof here, which will bug you. It bugged me when I found out. So Sam could not have been Billy's daughter. She was 13 when she found out about the, her birth father and Tara was eight. So when Sam left, she was 18. And then she returned to Woodsboro five years later when she was 23. Billy died 25 years ago. So those those years and ages don't match at all. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I didn't notice that either. I, they, I, they needed I was, to employ a script supervisor there or something. I was trying to calculate it all, but I was like, eh, whatever. <laughs> it's a fucking scream move at the end of the day. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and also the girl that plays Sam, Melissa Barrera, uh, she's actually 31 years old. Uh, hmm. I don't know. Maybe too old to be playing that part. So. Be- look old yeah i'm 33 i don't look old either so yeah that's that's true so without further ado let's get into our thoughts on the movie let's Um, do it can i go first yes so i want to preface this preface however you say it um so i put up a poll on instagram and i said what is everyone most looking forward to halloween ends or scream five and with 76% of the vote, Scream 5 won. So people were very excited for this movie. However, I was not. I voted for Halloween Ends. Uh, Kevin and Fieldmouse actually were on my side there too. They voted for Halloween Ends. Um, I didn't vote. <laughs> didn't vote. <laughs> but yeah, I made it no secret that I was extremely pessimistic about this movie. Like, Yeah, no, you, you, know, you made it. We talked didn't... about it on the scream episode with sadie you know i didn't think that it looked good and i was worried that it would you know shit on my most beloved horror franchise you know i was like skeptical of how they could tie it in um you know i was afraid that it'd just be a cash grab or worse you know just a plain bad movie um you know i went in thinking it was going to be awful based on how it's been advertised um 
and this is like quite embarrassing and quite disturbing, but I was actually having reoccurring nightmares on the lead up to this film getting released. Oh no! Where I'd go and see the movie, and it sucked so bad that I wanted to walk out. Um, and I shit you not, this happened for like a week before I saw the, the movie. Heck? That's <laughs> wild. I, what does that say about me? Like I am too obsessed with Scream, I guess. But you're a little. <laughs> So I just, it was on my mind so much that it was playing out in my dreams and I was just like, oh my God, this movie's going to be terrible. But thank God my fears were unfounded and I'm happy to have been proved wrong. I absolutely loved it. I loved it too. Yes. <laughs> I'm so glad you loved it. I knew you'd love it. Yeah, I fucking, I loved it. Um, not only does it not suck, it's really, really good. Like... It's a fun as hell meta slasher. Oh. You know, this is how you make a modern slasher sequel. And, you know, I love this series so much. I hold it on such a high pedestal. And this was the perfect balance of like new ideas and things that shouldn't be changed. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it does everything. It says everything that it needs to say about like horror movies right now, you know, um, and the gore and the special effects were excellent. Um, there was like shocks and surprises. It had like a darker tone to it than the others. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, I never thought in a million years that I would cry over a fucking scream movie. But oh, we'll I go into my that. <laughs> freaking eyes out. But you know, it's it still had that meta comedic relief. Um, the new characters were great. I loved the Meeks. Um, I wish we'd actually got more of them instead of the Carpenters. Yeah, me too. We'll we'll get into that. Um, And of course, the OG, the Holy Trinity, they were on top of their game. I wish we'd got more of them as well. Um, But I guess that's just the nature of the requel. Um, You know, sort of push them to one side and introduce the new characters, setting it up for the new sequel, whatever's coming. Um, But in my opinion, the directors killed it. You know, they honoured the genre. And... Honestly, I thought Wes would be proud. It felt like a worthy sequel. It, you know, it did a great job honoring him, I thought. Yeah, no, totally. I'm so glad that you liked it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Kevin liked it. He has issues with the storyline. Mm-hmm. But I was like, he doesn't, like, get into, like, Reddit rabbit holes and stuff like that, like some people do. So I was like, you know, you probably just, I think he, sorry, babe, but he might be out of touch with with <laughs> that, with that aspect. He's too much of an old man. Yeah. <laughs> well, Abby hated it. What? She absolutely hated it. And we actually got in an argument on the drive home, like a genuine argument. <laughs> what? What did she hate about it? She said that it was um, an insult to Wes Craven and that she doesn't class Dewey as being dead now. Like, she said it was just disrespectful. And, uh, yeah, she hated it. She said it was one of the worst films she's ever seen. (laughs) As as I turned to her at the end with tears streaming down my face, I was like, I fucking loved it. And she was like, I hated it. And it just instantly pissed on my parade. I was like, what? (laughs) Well, you hate it. Like, what the fuck? But yeah. Um, he didn't, yeah, he didn't hate it. He thought the the kills were really, really good. Yeah. Um, it was just that storyline or the like the twist or whatever. 
So, should we get into scene by scene then? Um, sure. Talk about it. So, opening scene. Uh, the film has the classic scream opening as the Ghostface killer terrorizes and attacks a teenage girl. In this case, Tara. So she's home alone in the town of Woodsboro, California. This time, however, the girl lives and her sister Sam, now living in Modesto. Is that a real place? Or is that made up? I have to? no idea. Uh, so she rushes back to be with her. So, yeah, the opening scene. So Tara's in the kitchen talking to Ghostface on the phone. Very heavy homage to the opening scene in Scream 1 with Drew Barrymore. But it didn't even come close to that standard, in my opinion. Oh, um, nothing comes close to that standard. No, but to be honest, I was quite disappointed with the opening scene. Like, it didn't really do it for me. Um, like, I found it quite long and a little drawn out and a little boring. Like, yeah, it was not that. as much, like, tension and drama that I would have liked. Um However, I did love all the talk about like modern horrors, like you know, shouting out the witch and hereditary. Um, Babadook. Yeah, I need to see. I need to see the Babadook still. I know. Me too. I've never seen it. Oh, we need to do an episode. Um, but I also really liked the lines. I thought it was really funny when she was saying like the original stab has been like super nineties, and you know it was like a good portrayal of like how teens of today. You know, like Gen Z would look upon the Scream franchise, like oh the you know nineties and you know, slashes in general. <laughs> they they probably you know they well they don't get it. You know <laughs> it's like that Joker meme. You wouldn't get it. Like they don't like slashes. Um, so I thought that part of the dialogue was like well written. Um, stuff that I didn't think was well well written in that scene was like I didn't get the video of Amber. You know when he sends like. Was it meant to be like a live stream of Amber? Yeah. Yeah, it was supposed to be a live video. It says video, and I thought, oh, this is just a video that he's taken and sent it to her. But I didn't get how it could be her right there if she was on the phone. Do you know what I mean? I was going to say, I think she probably had um, Richie record it or her record it, like, outside or whatever, and then send it to her. Yeah. So it wasn't a live stream. I mean, I think she he they meant it to look like it was a live stream, but it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, because it just looked like a video file when it got right. sent. Right. Yeah, but which I think is they, like... the whole thing was that it was trying, or Ghostface was trying to um, be trying like, to make hey, it look like a live stream. Yeah, yeah, yeah your yeah, friend's yeah. gonna die. And then like the bit with the whole like home security system like being unlocked and locked again, I was like, hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't. I wasn't like crazy on that. Well, I don't understand that stuff because I don't have a home security yeah, system and same. I don't live in a fancy house. And... <laughs> and, and and it's like you know, she was like, "I'm gonna lock the door." It's like, why aren't your doors locked already? Where do you live in the 1930s? Like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> who yeah. goes into their house and leaves the doors unlocked? We used understand. to. Whenever um, I lived at home. I mean, we would never lock our doors except for at night. But even then, we wouldn't lock our doors a lot of the times. Wow. Yeah, I've I've never. I've always locked my doors. Oh, I lock my doors now. Like, yeah. I mean, I live in an apartment, so you never know what's going to happen. Um, I also didn't like how long it took for Ghostface to get into character. You know, like, I feel like that part of the conversation went on for way too long. Um, yeah. But I guess it was just they needed character introduction exposition, you know, like 
oh, it, it's your mum and, and this, that and the other. Um, what did he say? I'm a friend of your mum or something. Yeah, from, from a, group. A, 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 or, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I just thought it was done a bit clumsy, in my opinion, that bit. Um, and also, like, who the fuck is is the mum? Like, where were That's these kids' parents too, the whole the time? Whole time? <laughs> like, these kids' parents, like, they just don't care that their kids are like... I know, if like, I found out that my daughter was stabbed and I was in London, I would take the first flight out. F a yeah. conference, F everything else... Your child just got stabbed. <laughs> yeah, it was weird that. I mean, obviously, they're holding something back there. They want to make some sort of big reveal to who the mother is, maybe. Uh, because what would be the other, you know, that would be the only reason to not have the, the mum in this. I don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah, the opening scene, it was fine. It definitely wasn't one of my favourites, put it that way. Um, I also didn't like that she didn't die. I don't know why. I just... It kind of took away from it a little bit, I thought. What did you think about the opening scene? Um, I think I was just so excited that I just was, like, looked past all the things that were wrong yeah. with it. You were, oh, like, Richie um, in the third act, like, holy shit, it's Ghostface. <laughs> so, I don't know if you have this at your theatre, but um, they have these seats that you can sit in, and they vibrate, and they move, and anytime anything scary yeah. happens... It's called D-Box here. Oh, D-Box. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm like, who came up with that name? <laughs> just sit on the D-Box. I'm sitting um, on the D-Box. Yeah, yeah. no, um, I've been a couple of times. I went to see an Avengers movie in one, and it was pretty fun, but it's quite expensive. Yeah, so I had gotten some seats, and Kevin didn't like them, so he went in and talked to the manager and found out that we could upgrade. So we upgraded to those seats just for a little bit more, and I feel like it really kind of helped my experience a little bit because it was I've never done mm. one before so I felt like oh I was really, so it was your first time yeah so I felt like I was really immersed into the movie too yeah yeah that's cool I might try and go see it in the d-box um you should it was fun check it out but the first uh, the, like the the closest one is like an hour and a half drive away or something it's oh, quite far yuck uh but it'd be worth it I'm definitely <laughs> gonna go see this again at some point so um, yeah, me too. Yeah, I mean, I was I was like super happy just to see Ghostface again on the big screen. It was just oh awesome. yeah, that was so and obviously you know when that title card rips on the screen, it's like oh yes, here we go. Next part of the movie, we get introduced to Sam uh, and her boyfriend Richie. And I've got to say, as soon as she got that phone call, and I sort of knew what was going on, I called it straight away. I was like, he's the killer. I just I told I knew. you. I think we talked about this. <laughs> Either I talked to you about it or Kevin, but I was like, he's yeah. going to be the killer. I was like, there's no, yeah. I was like, he's from yeah. the boys. I was yeah. like, that's He's a really it. good actor. They wouldn't waste him on like a secondary character in the movie. Correct. Correct. So it was quite obvious that it was going to be him from the get-go. Like I called it straight away. Um, and I, and obviously... I knew straight away it was going to be Amber. Oh, did you? See, I, I didn't, I didn't yeah, suspect her um... at all. Abby said that she knew it was her as well. Yeah, like, I don't remember what scene it was. I think it was whenever she was being super possessive over Tara. Mm. And I was like, no, she's the killer. You were getting vibes, yeah. I was getting vibes. No, I I totally call Richie as well when they got in the car to drive to Woodsboro. And she was like, oh, this, this, and this. And um, do you not know about the stab movies? And he was like, no, what are the stab movies? I was like, oh, this guy's fucking playing. Like... (laughs) He's yeah. an obsessed fan. Like I just 
from that moment, I was like, yeah, it's definitely him. But then as the movie went on, you get thrown a few like red herrings. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, you know, they do that thing with the misdirection where he's there when it happens and he gets sliced up by Ghostface himself. And then right. you think, oh, no. And then I began to really like Richie as a character. And he was like one of my favorite characters going through the movie. And I was like, I really like this guy. You know, he's cool. Like, he seems like a nice dude. Had some really funny one-liners as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when it was the reveal where he was a ghost face, I didn't really like him anymore because I was like, I don't get it because he played the nice guy too well. There was no tell in his his acting that he was a bit off. Do you know what I mean? Does that yeah. make sense? Like, when he, when he was ghost face, I didn't like him anymore. I was like, oh, shit. Because, like, in the first one, Stu is brilliant throughout and you love him as Ghostface and as Stu because he's consistent. Do you know what I mean? There's always mm-hmm. something weird bubbling under the surface with Stu. So when he t- transitions into Ghostface, you don't really feel like it's jarring at all. It just very right. trans- transitions very smooth. But with him, it was almost like very drastic change in the way he acted. I mean, obviously, but does that make sense? Like, yeah, it kind of took me out of it for a moment. I was like, oh, I'm not sure how I feel about that. So, yeah, they drive to Woodsboro and she kind of exposition about what's going on. Um, but at this point, we don't, well, we find out that she's the daughter of Billy Loomis. Um, and she's like running up because she's run away from Woodsboro because of that. And uh, she's having visions of her young dad played by a heavily CG'd Skeet Ulrich. <laughs> so when he popped up, I audibly gasped in the cinema. I was like, oh, I oh my too. God. I looked at Abby. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, so I was super excited when he, when he showed up. I was like, that's crazy. Because obviously when I met him in October, you know, he denied being in the movie. Oh, as yeah. He was poker so face. What did like... they do? Did they... Did they just CGI his face and then had him, like, do the voice? No, they did it Marvel style, where, like, they'll have him acting in that role, but they'll alter post-filming with CGI, Mm. you know, like, make Mm -hmm. him look a bit younger. Um, Which, mm, I don't know if it looked that great, to be honest. (laughs) Kind of, he still looked like an old Skeet Ulrich. I think they would have been better using archive footage from the first film of Billy mm-hmm. and then just have him not talk or something. You know, like, I don't know, like, that bit was weird. Like, the more he showed up, the less I liked it. Yeah, you know, that's it, it became, how I felt about it, too. It became a bit cheesy and kind of, like, a, you know, a bit cringy, um, especially the final one where he sort of gives her the nod and, like, shows her where the knife is, you know, mm-hmm. like, He's like Force Ghost from like Star Wars or something. Yeah, I was like, yeah. This that's... is kind of it's not screamy at all, is it? You know, like mm-hmm. very similar to how you didn't like in Scream Three, where Sydney was seeing her mum in visions, mm-hmm. like not screamy at all. Like it didn't really work, and that was a part of this film that I thought was a bit out of place, especially considering the tone of the film. It was a lot darker, a lot more serious. There was way more drama in this like so to have that which was almost a bit campy um 
which I kind of I, I kind of wish they'd gone a bit more in the campy, light-hearted direction of this movie because it was very heavy on the drama. So it would have worked if the tone was a little bit different, maybe. But I don't know. I also thought that maybe it would have been better if like they'd had him appear like once, you know, like at the mm-hmm. end as almost like a ghost of Billy haunting that house where exactly where he got killed. You know, just have him there at the end, like mm-hmm. not saying anything, like archive footage of Skeet Ulrich just there as, you know, showing where the knife is if you want to do that, whatever. But just if they have him just pop up at that moment, that would have been like quite impactful. Yeah. I would have quite liked that better, I think, than what we got. Um, him just popping up all the time. <laughs> it was weird. Um, so when Sam gets to Woodsboro, um, a townsperson related to one of the former victims is killed. So that is the part where um, that Instagram creep guy, I've forgotten his name now, the one that was like stalking um, the Meeks dude's girlfriend, you know, the one with the pink hair. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he gets killed. Great scene. I loved that um, Red Right Hand was back. I love so, that that was playing on the radio. The other issue I had with this, and this is just me, this not really has to do with the movie in general, but why were there so many adult men creeping on these high school girls? <laughs> yeah, there's got to be a bit of an age difference, too, between like Richie and Amber. Oh, for sure. I mean, if he was like with... my age, like he I was, was gonna like... say, if if he's with her with uh Sam, and if Sam's supposed to be what you said, twenty five, twenty three. Yeah, twenty. Uh, yeah, twenty three. I don't know. Just didn't make any. I mean, it did make sense because you know, obviously, older men are creeps sometimes. But <laughs> I guess no. so. Yeah. No offense, Chris. No, just <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's fine. I'm a creep. Um... <laughs> But, um, but yeah, yeah. That, that made me feel uncomfortable. But that's just me. <laughs> but I did. I love that scene. Um, oh, I was ecstatic. Yeah, I looked over at Kevin. Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was really well sound edited as well. Because like obviously it's playing on the radio of the car, and it's just like, oh, that's a nice little touch in the background. And then he goes and turns it off, and it's like, oh, okay, that's it. And then when Ghostface pops up and he stabs him, then it kicks in again, full blast. And I was like, oh yes. That's cool. Yeah, that was awesome. Really nice moment. So they find out that he's been killed um, and that it's the beginning for the new Ghostface killings. And then we get introduced to the Holy Trinity again. So they're back. And I was so happy with that because obviously it's it's them. It's uh, it's our guys. In my opinion, we didn't get to spend enough time with them. Um, No, not at all. Especially Dewey. Yeah. It was sad to see Dewey not doing so well. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah, it was tragic. It broke my heart. Yeah, it was heartbreaking seeing back in that trailer, alcoholic, you know, like separated from Gail. Um, still watching her show in the morning. Yeah. I thought that was cute. <laughs> yeah. But the new characters, like, I really liked them all. Mm-hmm, I did too. I did. Well, I liked them all except for from... the girl with the pink hair. Oh, I liked her too. Um, she irritated me. I was like, get out of here. She was, she didn't really have, <laughs> like, there was no point of her. I guess, yeah. Like, um, we, I could have done without her and been fine. Like, I wouldn't, there would be nothing missing. Yeah. I. You know what, though? I didn't like Sam. I didn't. No? No, I didn't like her at all. I didn't like her acting. I, this is the problem. Like, I didn't like the new characters in Halloween either. You know, like, 
Mm-hmm. It's just kind of, I like the movies, but I'm not in love with these new characters that they're introducing as the main ones. Mm. Who I did love, though, obviously, I loved seeing Judy Hicks return because I really like her from I Scream know, 4. I so sad. And I really like Wes, too, her son. Mm-hmm. And Obviously. he was one of the red herrings because he was acting yeah. all kind of shady and, he and all that stuff. He was great in it. I would but, have loved to have seen more of him. I know, but what, I figured he was not going to make it once, you know, we saw him and his mom at the house. And I was like, okay, let's yeah. see what happened. By the way, that was a great scene. Like, that whole sequence, like, was so fucking good. It was probably, like, my favorite death, I think. My favorite kill in the movie. Uh, was Wes's? The, the Wes one, yeah. Like, yeah, that one was pretty the, cool. Just the way that it happened, like the cinematography was really nice in it. And then like the way that it's a really close-up shot on both of them looking at each other dead in the eyes. And then he stabs him right in the mouth and you see like the blade come out the other side. Mm-hmm. And he just like remains eye contact as he's dying, like a really slow death. And it's just like... Oh, it just gave me chills. I was like, that's a really cool fucking scene, that. It was just so sad. <laughs> it was. It was so sad. Like, you know, like when he's... Obviously, Judy gets killed. She gets tricked into coming back, and then she gets killed on, on the porch. And then he's, like, there, like, setting up, like, ready for the sushi coming back. And I know. Like, oh, my God, his dead mum's on the fucking doorstep. And then when he goes to open the door, I was like, oh, my God, it's going to be so sad if he sees his dead mum just lying there. Yeah, I know. So I was actually quite glad he didn't get to see that. And he got killed before. I was irritated, too, about that scene because she calls for backup, right? She's like, everybody, I need you in my house. And yeah. nobody shows up. I was like, if your sheriff yeah, calls that's you. Yeah, point. And says, hey, everybody, I need you at my house. Everybody would drop what they were doing and go to her house. And nobody did. Or at least yeah, if I... they didn't until later. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. I was just so wrapped up in how awesome that sequence was. Yeah, I know. This I whole sequence was amazing. <laughs> Speaking of sad, Dewey's death, mm. right? I mean, I said earlier, I never thought in a million years that I'd cry over a fucking Scream movie. And I mm. cried so much in this I film. cried so much. <laughs> like, like I mean, before. I knew, sadly, I knew he was going to die. I knew but it. Did you have it spoiled or? No, I just had a feeling like, yeah, especially well, we'd, whenever. We said, didn't we? Like on the last episode, we, we've known like for a while that he was a goner. Like, yeah, just the way that like he's not in much of the advertising. Like he's been sort right. of on the back exactly. burner. And, and just like whenever he sees Gail and then they have that conversation. Uh, Honestly, you know? before he'd even been killed, I was crying over him. Like, literally, any time he was on screen, I started tearing up because I knew what was ha- what was going to happen. Like, especially he after so good. <laughs> especially after that phone conversation with Sydney. Like, I just knew he was a goner. Like, yeah. it was so emotional, and I was like, "Oh, this is this is too real. No way!" Like, they were just setting it up. Like that final conversation with Sydney. Like, I cried so much, and yeah. then. I laughed so much straight away when he sent that text to Gail, you know, and he was yeah. like, Ghostface is back. And it was something like, hope you're okay. And then he was like, smiley oh, face. I probably shouldn't have sent that smiley face. <laughs> um, and then she gets all pissed off at him and she's like, a text? Oh my God. <laughs> that was great to see that dynamic again. I was like, oh, it's back, you know, and I wanted more of that. We didn't get enough. I know. And uh, just to hear a little bit of the backstory, I mean, like, 
it does suck that you know Dewey left in the middle of the night. Like yeah. that's wild. I would love to know from 2011, 2022 exactly what happened. I mean, they gave us a little bit, but they didn't mm-hmm. give us enough. No, didn't give us uh, us enough at all. But again, unfortunately, that's the nature of the beast. Yeah, but they're moving on from those characters, and yeah, it's sad. But uh, when he turns up at the Meeks house and the Dewey's theme starts playing yeah my eyes just started streaming and and then we get into the the randy sort of tribute cinema oh, room i know i was just like i love this film like you know and when... then you see the and then you see his sister and she's all mom yeah <laughs> and then you get the nephew and the niece love them um, absolutely love them and i loved mindy's like dialogue in that scene oh That's and her, when her I hair got... was phenomenal yeah, that's when I got the feeling. You know, there's like a, a moment in it when you watch a film for the first time and you're like, I'm really enjoying this. Like, mm-hmm. that was when when she was doing that monologue, I was like, I really like this film. Like, this is awesome. Like, I fucking loved it. And um, she's funny. She was very yes. a good representation of her uncle. Absolutely. They Both of them had definitely, you could tell, had been studying that character. Mm-hmm. And they were trying to act. Uh, they had mannerisms like Randy, you know, like mm-hmm. it, it worked so fucking well. And I'm so glad that they survived and we're going to get to see I know, them. me too. Honestly, I wish they were the main characters in this rather than the Carpenters. <laughs> like, I just, I, I know. Them. I don't know how they would have made a story based on that, but it would have yeah. been awesome. <laughs> Good point. But it yeah. it was really cool just to see, like, you know, they had kids and they were, you know, just the offspring of the you know originals was just really cool to see yeah yeah i like that the legacy is sort of carrying on um and okay so dewey's death scene let's get into it so when he almost got killed for the first time i gasped and and then he said not today and then i cheered and then he got away and then he stopped at the elevator. I know. And then he turned back and he said, no, I have to go back. And I screamed. I was like, no. And I had my head in my hands. And oh, my God, it was just awful, actually. Like, I cried so much. I cried so much, too. And it's funny because the, the movie theater was pretty empty because we went to, like, a six o'clock showing. So I'm, like, sitting there crying. And then I hear sniffles to my right. <laughs> <laughs> there was a girl on the right who was crying, too. <laughs> and, oh, like, man. I'm just sitting there, just I'm like literally just crying so hard. And Kevin just reaches his hand over and holds my hand. The oh, he's so sweet. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I was just getting glares from Abby because she was hating it at that moment. But like the way he got killed too it was fucking brutal. Like brutal. He got stabbed in the front and in the back in his wound, and then ripped up and gutted. Like his guts fucking spilled out. And I was fucking gutted. Like, I was just like... I know. (laughs) Honestly, I think that's one of the most upset I've ever been at the death of a movie character. Like, Mm. he's one of my all-time favorites. Can I tell you a funny story about how I bawled my eyes out in the theater for, like, ten minutes? (laughs) Go on. We were watching um, the Jurassic Park movie. uh, Jurassic World. I think it was... I know what you're going to (laughs) say. I know, and I cried as well. That dinosaur. <laughs> the dinosaur left. that's left on the... Oh, my God. It was so sad. Uh, that bronchiosaurus. Like, like... I was 
sobbing. Like, oh, it was horrible. My friends, like, I had went and saw it for one of my birthdays. <laughs> and my friends were all around me. And I'm just sobbing. And they're like, what in the world? I literally probably was crying two scenes after that. And I'm just sniffling the whole time. <laughs> I told Abby about that. And she said, I'm never going to watch that movie. Cause, and I said, I don't blame you. It's too fucking blame. sad. That it's so it's sad. like just as sad as like a dog's purpose or something like that. Like, right. honestly, that dinosaur man. Oh. And then Kevin love. was like, you do realize that that was fake. I was like, I don't care. And I left it. <laughs> All movie deaths are fake. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, no, Dewey, I was crying. And then Dewey I and even the dinosaur, cried. top two saddest deaths in cinema history. <laughs> Doing the dinosaur? That sounds like a fucking like epic like TV comedy buddy comedy show or something. Oh, I would love that. Let's just let's make that. <laughs> yeah, doing the dinosaur. Let's do it. I think um, what gutted me even worse was the next triggered. scene. Yeah, when with Gale. <laughs> yeah. And... Oh, oh, it's like and it's silent. Like you can't hear like what she's saying or how she's reacting. It's like that that sad music mm-hmm. in like slow motion. Yeah, to see, like, her react, obviously, which we saw a bit of it in the trailer, you know, another hint to, okay, you mm-hmm. know that she's upset about something, you know it's going to be mm-hmm. doing dying. Yeah, that was tough, man. I was crying into the next scene, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so Gail finds out, and, you know, she arrives to see Dewey's body, and then shortly after, Sydney arrives to comfort her. And at the same time, Sam decides to take Tara out of Woodsboro, like, immediately. Um, and as a fellow like final girl, Sydney offers help to stop Ghostface. Uh, Sam rejects it and then leaves with Tara and Richie. Um, but using a tracker, Sydney and Gail follow them to Amber's house, which is none other than Stu's house I on the first know. film. Nice little bit added in there, very reminiscent of uh, Halloween Kills. But I love that that they return into the original house you know i'm a sucker for a party a good original murder house um and she's throwing a party no less just like Stu. um you know it'd be really cool if she wore a robe like student yeah yeah that'd be awesome that'd be i think that'd be too obvious at that point yeah like a red robe (laughs) yeah and then and then you get the nod to to tatum's death when they go down to the um yes yes that was a cool scene um what's her name mindy Yes, Mindy. She she suspected everybody. I loved that yeah, about her. She I was loved sick. it. And then she, she was, was like, my, she was my favorite character in this, you know. Yeah. But then, like, uh, the house party gets cleared out because Richie has that hilarious moment where he's like, uh, "Listen up, Gen Z!" <laughs> I fucking burst out laughing. Like, there's some really funny lines in this film. It was great. There was uh, another funny line after that. Whenever uh, one of the kids went in there. And uh, Mindy's making out with that girl, and he's like, "Hey, yeah. some some uh, some lame dad is shutting yeah. down the <laughs> someone's the lame book. dad." Is, yeah. <laughs> I felt that. I was like, "Damn!" <laughs> I know. Me too. I was like, "Ooh." <laughs> <laughs> I saw someone make a comment on uh, that Woodsboro group on Facebook about Richie, and they said he looked he looked like someone's dirty Q-tip. Oh. <laughs> I think he's sweet. <laughs> I love him as um uh, what's what's his character's name in the boys? Uh, uh Huey, Huey. Huey, that's Huey. right. Yeah. yeah. Huey, yeah. He's so he's, good in the boys. Yeah, he's awesome. Um He's related to somebody. Who is he related to? 
he's related to Meg Ryan, I think. I think Meg Ryan's his mum, and Dennis Quaid is his dad. Correct me if I'm wrong. Ryan Horn, you'll be Yeah, Ryan Horn, we need you. If I'm... <laughs> I mean, it's not like I have a device next to me that I can just find this right. out, but... To be honest, I don't want to fuck up this internet anymore. <laughs> it's, a, it's right on a knife's edge, no pun intended. Uh, but yeah, the weird thing is, though, um, Meg Ryan is referenced in the first Scream. Because I think Dewey says, I see him more of a young Meg Ryan. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the line exactly, but yeah, another meta layer. Uh, but yeah, so we get to the final reveal here. And uh, we find out who Ghostface is. And it's Richie. Uh, but I oh know first it's it's Amber. But at that point, I was like, oh, okay, it's just Amber because I didn't suspect Richie at this point because of how the movie had gone on, you know. Um, that was a cool little reveal. Um, yeah, the main thing I had a problem with Amber being the care uh, the killer or part of the killer was that again, this is the same thing I had the issue with with all the movies is they don't take into consideration not realistic. the height. <laughs> Oh, of, yeah, ghost, that of the was, person who actually is playing Ghostface, because was she wasn't very difference. tall, she was pretty tiny. Yeah, that's right. And the fact that she could overpower Dewey kind of was yeah. a little annoying. But... There's pictures floating around of like her stood next to David Arquette, and there's a very large height difference. And obviously, the stunt man in that scene is the same height as Dewey, if not taller. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. She was wearing platforms. That's all I can say. <laughs> yeah, but no, it was really cool. And and you know. Then whenever she's talking about the Reddit, the subreddit and all that stuff and like the fact that I think didn't it start because she moved into Stu's house? Yeah, I think so. At that, Honestly, at that point, I just I didn't take much notice of the dialogue because I was just so like in awe of what was happening. So I, I didn't catch every part. But I remember the line where she was where she was like she was cornered by was it Gail and um, Sydney. And she was like, no, 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 don't kill me. I, it was the message boards. I was radicalized. Like, it's <laughs> a fucking great line. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so obviously she moved to Stu's house. Maybe that started the obsession. But, I mean, I've seen a lot of criticism online about how they didn't like the reveal. And basically, it, they wanted more from that. I I kind of agree with it because I was expecting more. I was expecting a bit of a twist where one of them was related to someone. Or, yeah. You know, Kevin and I both actually thought that there was going to be a third killer. There was like a vibe. And then when mm. there wasn't, I was like, okay, that's weird. But I was like, okay, but if there was a third killer, I was like trying to think of who it was. I slightly suspected the sister for like a split second. But then I was like, no, she got yeah. way too messed up. Yeah, like, yeah, that's right. Thrown around and beaten to heck. And and obviously Richie, he gets the slice on the arm, just like Jill did. Mm-hmm. It's like a distraction. Mm-hmm. And then like he gets it. shot in the leg. <laughs> I can't remember what he gets. Oh, yeah, yeah, because Sydney shoots Sydney's him back. Sydney's just shooting yeah, through, through the, the door. door yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um, but, yeah, so then, like, obviously there's, there's the big showdown. Um, Amber gets set on fire. That was a great, great that death. That was so great. Uh, well, actually, it wasn't a death because she came back after that. <laughs> well, because um, she had shoved that or threw that hand sanitizer into her face, yeah, too. Yeah. <laughs> And then obviously Sam gets the better of Richie and uh, she sees a ghost dad. And that was one of my favorite deaths. Next to Wes's, like, that was a really great death. Like, it was just 
multiple stabs, like one after the other. And then the line, no, what about my ending? And she was like, here it comes. And just like slits his throat. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I like that. That was great. That was really great. I thought, like, I was really upset whenever, uh, what's the male twin's name? Uh, Chad. Chad. I was really upset whenever he was, like, stabbed and stuff like that. I was like, man, that sucks. Like, I didn't want him to die. I yeah, didn't want same. I was so Mindy happy to die either. when they and both so, survived. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> and they give, they give each other, like, the thumbs up. I was like, yes. And yeah. I just, I love the fact that they're coming back. They were great. Um, I don't care. Like I said, I don't care for the pink-haired girl. I was kind of wishing that she was just whatever. I thought she served a good purpose for that funny scene where she was, like, snogging Chad. And then she was like, I'm ready, like, you know, to do it. And, and he's like, like mm. <laughs> I'm not quite up for that because I don't know that you're not the killer. You know, that was great. And just that reaction where she just storms off and gives him the finger. That was cool. Cool moment. Yeah. Um, Back to the scene with Mindy watching her watching Stab. It was just so funny because you're just like, it was like super meta. It was like meta yeah. within meta because you're yeah. there watching her, watching Randy. Watching, yeah. Being played by someone Halloween. else. Yeah, watching Halloween. It's like so many layers. It's so I know. good. Yeah, so fucking good. Great scene. Yeah. Um, and I also love that scene before that where she was like, oh, I can't remember what what was said, but she was like sitting on the sofa and she was like, uh, Yeah, I'm gonna do this and do that. And I might even, um, I don't know if she said have sex or make out with so and so, hook up. With it, with this girl sat there, and the way she just like looked at her and just gave her the nod, and she just smiled. I was like, "That's that's really cool." <laughs> See, that's why I like that subtle, just yeah, you know. it, yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, um, I really like that. So, I have issues with the the Gen Z whatever because like they dress so nineties and early two thousands, <laughs> and then they make fun of us, and we're like, <laughs> okay, yeah. first of all. We were there when this originated, so <laughs> like, like get an old out of war my veteran. Face. I was there. <laughs> like, because like Amber, for instance, her outfit at the end is really awesome, and I liked it a lot. And yeah, and I yeah, like yeah. Mindy's outfit a lot, but it was all very, very I, I nice. liked um, the pink hair girl's outfit too. Yeah, like, yeah, her outfit was good too. I was like, that's stuff I wore when I was a teenager. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the fashion in this was really sick. Oh, I was going to say, too, that, like, the fact that Amber and Richie really played off really well, that they didn't know each other, and and mm-hmm. you couldn't, like, I couldn't see it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm interested is, to knew... watch it again to see if there's any tells. Like, Right. I knew that both of them were the killer, but I didn't know what their connection was going to be. Yeah. That's something that has been floating around in them groups, that they think it's weak, the, the motive. You know, yeah, no that's re- what Kevin said. No relation to anything, anyone, and it's just sort of like a two random toxic fans, you know. Um, yeah, but but that's relevant to today, you know, like right. It works. The thing is, too, is we don't know who Amber's parents are. Mm-hmm. They could have been, you know, somebody in the party at um yeah, yeah at exactly, Stu's house yeah. in the original. You know, we don't know who Amber or not Amber. Uh, we don't know who. Uh, Tara and Sam's mom is, you know, like yeah. there's just Yeah, exactly. Uh, there, there could be more to be told here, definitely. But I mean, Richie went all the way. He moved there. 
He got a job where Sam was working at. He hooked up with her. Like, he went all the way to be just to kill her. Yeah. Or try to kill her. Um. Yeah, I mean, I I thought it was an interesting story. You know, it kept me hooked. And oh yeah, I it was, was good, good mystery, and it was good fun. Um, I thought maybe it was a little too serious in parts, um, and like way too sad. Like oh, so... it was too sad. There was there was too much drama in some parts. It wasn't like a screen movie. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but the stuff I loved. I mean, I loved the atmosphere. I thought it was like really gorgeous cinematography um some really creepy moments in it you know the visuals it looked terrific like oh yeah the kills um, were phenomenal oh the kills were great yeah i think i think you're right i think wes's kill was pretty much my favorite too because of Mm. i mean that was just so it was just a white knuckle ride up to that point yeah it was was so really really good sequence because you think oh he's gonna get killed in the shower oh he's not Oh, he's opening yeah. the fridge door. Like, and, have you ever oh, heard of Psycho? And I was like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool. um, what was your favourite scene in the movie? Hmm. I don't know. I really liked the whole ending part where they're in the house again. and Right. Uh, a lot of the same sequences. But I did... I liked the part in the hospital... But that irritated me only because have you ever been to a hospital? They're always busy. They're never empty. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that true. scene um, reminded me, or that whole sequence reminded me of the second Halloween mm-hmm. when Michael yeah, was going exactly. to the hospital killing everybody, especially with yeah. the, um, the security guard that got his throat slit. Yeah. Actually, going going into that hospital scene, um. I think, who was it the Ghostface was trying to kill at that point? Was it Tara? Yeah, it was Tara. Um, Tara, yeah. And then I loved, there was a moment where, like, I think she kicked him away or something, and he got thrown to the ground. And then, like, Ghostface was, like, turning back, but his head was watching the whole time. So his whole body was facing a different direction, and his head did not move, and he was, like, watching the whole time. And it just gave me shivers. I was like, whoa. That's a really creepy, cool shot of Ghostface oh, there. I feel like when they put the Ghostface costume on, for some reason they get like superhuman strength yeah. and like <laughs> healing powers because they yeah. have like they effed Amber up a lot. And yeah, she but just... she got shot. I mean, she she was wearing a bulletproof vest, I guess. Yeah, like Roman. Um, uh, and my favorite scene was probably the one I've already said about the. Uh, the, the Mindy monologue in the Randy Meeks mm-hmm. tribute room. Like, honestly, that just gave me a funny feeling inside. You know, I was just like, oh, I really like this film. Um, Dewey was really funny in that. In the yeah, whole it was scene great. Too. He's like, oh, I regret my decision to come. <laughs> but another one of my favorite parts of the film was actually the end credits. Like, so mm-hmm. I was riding such a high already. Like, I was all emotional. And then, yes. bam, it hits me with four wares. And in the original scream credits font, and I was like, oh. And then I started then... tearing up. And then the flash of Ghostface wiping his knife and like bowing in honor, you know, the classic end credits chair jumper used in Scream 1 and 2. And mm-hmm. then fucking Salem, Fall Out of Love, starts. I was playing. like, and I, I looked at Kevin and he's like, what? I was like, this. I said creeper at first because yeah. obviously they're the same, but I was like, Oh my god! And then I'm just like, I just started singing. I was like, I don't even care. I was in the theater. I started singing it, and then I went to the bathroom and I was singing it. <laughs> that was fucking amazing. I was like, like 
what an honor. What an honor. Yeah. Yeah. It's an honor. I I didn't know, but like they did such a good job hiding the fact that their song was going to be on a freaking scream soundtrack. Unfortunately, I had it spoiled because um, I'm like third degree from Kevin Bacon away from the guitarist in that band. Yeah. One of my my friends is dating him. So he posted it on his uh, Facebook before. So I kind of knew it was in the credits. But I said to Abby, oh, we'll have to wait. Uh, through the credits to hear the Salem song because I thought oh they'll put it on at the end like way way in the credits you know um I didn't think it would be the, the end credit song that plays with all mm-hmm. the actors names and pictures like mm-hmm. I had tears streaming down my face at that point I was like this is incredible like one of my favorite songs by one of my favorite bands playing watching scream you know oh it's just yeah. fucking sick I'm gonna quickly run through the soundtrack it was so, a really good soundtrack. I thought it wasn't bad at all. There was a couple of duds in there, but it's no Scream 3, you know. Um, so we start <laughs> I, with... I told Kevin, I was like, I still love this movie more than Scream 3. <laughs> <laughs> so we he start with True Love by Duran Jones and the Indications. Uh, that's the really cool soul song that Tara's playing before Ghostface oh, calls yeah, her yeah. in the opening scene. Like, mm-hmm. I'm really fond of this song. I think it's really cool. Um, it's not usual like Scream song either. It's very, very soulful. Um, then we get the first dud, Just Us, by DJ Khaled featuring SZA. Uh, so this is the song that starts immediately after the opening title card, where Sam's sitting on the pavement outside the bowling alley where she works. Um, and it goes like, oh, put your middle fingers in the air or something like fucking stupid. Like oh, that. <laughs> it's I just like, don't remember that. <laughs> it's like a trash modern pop song, in my opinion. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not offensive, but it's just not my bag. You know, what can mm-hmm. I say? I'm not Gen Z. Um Next, we get something that's way more up my alley. The American Scream by Alkaline Trio. And mm. um, so that plays as we meet the new teens sitting outside Woodsboro High. And obviously, I love Alkaline Trio. Great band. Yeah, me too. Very clever choice of song title. Um, and it fits the tone of the movie and that scene so well. It's great. Uh, next, we get Turn to Hate by Orville Peck. And that's the song that's playing at the bar where the teens are hanging out. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen lots of pictures of this guy floating around the internet, uh, but I've never actually heard him before. Um, he's the guy that wears the cowboy hat and that weird, like, midsummer mask. Oh, I haven't it's, seen him. You know, mm-hmm. you don't know what I'm talking about, do you? I'm sure someone knows what I'm talking about. Just Google Orville Peck and you'll see. Uh, okay. But yeah, this song, I actually really like it. I, I think it's like kind of like country music, but good. Um, next, <laughs> we, next, we get Return of Red Right Hand. Mm-hmm. By Nick Amazing. We've talked about that. I was Great. like, Chris is so happy that this one's in there. <laughs> <laughs> Great sound editing in that scene. Um, and now begins the party songs at Stu's house, or Amber's house, should I say. Um, so we get Pressure by Kamaya. Uh, just a rubbish modern pop song. I hated it. Uh, the next one, however, is a modern pop song that I loved. Guilty Conscience by 070 Shake. Now, this has got a really nice hook to it and a beautiful chorus. I loved it. I've mm. been playing it a lot since, and I'm, I'm going to check out more of their stuff. All this stuff. I, I didn't um, pay attention enough. I was just so I'll, I'll send glued. you the link to it. Um, but then it goes downhill again. We get Oh Shit by The Alcoholics. It's a rap song. I didn't like that. Um, and then it goes up again. Uh, Fall In Love by Caroline Kingsbury. This is a really nice like modern pop song with a really catchy chorus. Sounds a little bit 80s in parts, too. Like it's it's really mm. cool. I've been listening to it since. Um, then we get uh, a few more that I honestly don't remember. Uh, Take Me Where Your Heart Is by Q and High Priestess by Santa Gold. 
Um, like I say, don't remember them. Don't think they're anything special. And obviously, what we've just discussed, the absolute highlight of the soundtrack and possibly the highlight of the entire movie for me, Fall Out of Love, Scream 5 version by Salem with additional vocals by Carly Hansen. Um, and I'm in love with this band and in love with this did song. You, uh, did you like the fact that I posted the Instagram yes. story with that song on there? <laughs> yes, I was like, that is perfect. Couldn't have picked a better song. Um, but yeah, I'm in love with this new version because it's got like a string arrangement. And mm-hmm. I think I might like it even more than the original. I know well, it's that's different. What I, was thinking. I was like, this song sounds so familiar. And I'm just sitting there. <laughs> and then you start singing it. I was like, what? I, I was love, so happy. I love how appropriate the lyrics are in the song too. Mm-hmm. Like the subject matter of the movie. Like, mm-hmm. you know, obviously the title, Fall Out of Love. Um, that was kind of a spoiler when I found out that this song was in it before it's in the film because I was like okay fall out of love it's going to be the boyfriend it's got to mm-hmm. be you know it's the love and, interest yeah it's a love interest and and obviously the the opening lyrics like an apparition appeared in the kitchen I'm overpowered hungover and beautiful threw myself a funeral just so you'd have to bring me flowers uh you know it's just it's so appropriate it's like they mm-hmm. wrote it for the film <laughs> it's crazy um and then the final song was the end credit song after that I Don't Want to Talk by Wallows, uh, a song in a band I'd never heard before. But I, I know, really I didn't it. stay long enough. <laughs> like a catchy indie pop song. Uh, but yeah, overall thoughts for me. I loved it. Can't wait to watch it again. Um, you know, it had a completely different feel to it than the other four movies, you know, because mm-hmm. Wes wasn't directing it, obviously. But I think in time, this will be respected like Scream 4 was. You know, mm-hmm. a few a few dodgy moments, but I mean, I love Scream 3, so what can I say? There's a great cast of characters in this. Interesting story. You know, some wonderful tributes to the past for all the OG fans. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a Scream movie doing what Scream always does best, which is self-referential meta-commentary. Um, you know, it's very much about, like, the kills as well. The kills and the comedy for me, and they nailed that on both counts, you know. And then they managed to tackle the topic of, like, toxic fandom without it sounding like overly preachy or as if they were right. like pandering to a certain crowd. Really well done, you know. Uh, you know, although like the reveal wasn't what I was hoping for, I didn't like Sam, you know, or the actor that played her. Um, I liked her. I mean, she wasn't like spectacular, but she didn't get on my nerves. Yeah, she just wasn't, she didn't have the X factor for me. Like She's no like, real final girl, in my opinion. No, 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 exactly. Uh, but yeah, I, I still found a lot to love in this movie and I'm going to be rewatching it regularly like the others. I just think it's another great chapter in the Scream franchise and Wes would be proud, you know. All I've got to say is bring on Scream 6. I'm so ready. I want it now. So do you um, think that like, because she's, you know, she has to take those psychotic pills and stuff like that. What if they made the next movie with her actually being the killer because she got that taste, you know, yeah, when I, she killed Honestly, I think they were kind of implying that at the end, where it was like, "Oh, you've got your dad's killer streak in you." you yeah, know, like, she could be a she could be a killer, you know. Possibly, we'll see. Very interested know. to see how they handle the next movie. I will say less carpenters and more Meeks, please. Yes, you know, they were the highlight. Um, so even even the mom was the highlight too. She was. Just, yeah. I <laughs> felt a... bad because Kevin had gone to the bathroom right at the. Oh, <laughs> so he missed. Come back on the screen, and I'm like sitting there trying to whisper to him what happened and he's like i can't hear what you're saying and i was like crap but at the yeah. end she pops up and i was like she was in here i was like she's their mom yeah he's like oh okay 
here's my my end thought on some stuff is like I really enjoyed it. I really did. I loved it so much and I want to watch it again. Yeah. Will I continue to watch the Scream movies without Sydney and Gail? I don't know. Really? I, it's Ghostface, man. I Holy know, shit, but <laughs> I liked Sam, but I I'm not sure if she's a strong enough character to be Sydney. No, I totally agree. I don't like Sam at all, but I'll keep watching him for sure. I mean, I've I will watch them, but You'll am I excited? For the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I was like, am I super excited about you know a reboot? Maybe. I mean, they just they would really have to do it really well. Like, mm-hmm. it just kind of sucks that it's the end of an era now. You know? Yeah, definitely. It's very bittersweet. Um, but it was how- good seeing Gail and and Sydney team up one more time. Yeah, that was cool. Sydney looked so good. Gail. Gail mm. did not. No. <laughs> Honestly, oh. like her face was one of the scariest parts about this film. I'm sorry, but <laughs> what she done to that so face? Bad. She was so pretty. Um, the end scene when they're panning out from the house and you have, they have the um the reporter. The reporter wearing the yellow. Yeah, same suit. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so guess the big question is wrapping up the whole scream franchise for us how does it rank amongst all the other four movies um third yeah same for me so scream so I, one scream two yeah scream five yeah. scream four scream three yeah that's my exact ranking that's sick i really really liked it and i'm so glad that you did as well <laughs> oh yeah i will watch it i will buy it when it comes out um, Kevin said you can already pre-order it. Oh, I'm going to be on that 4K steelbook for sure. Yeah, we will too, for sure. We just bought the 4K steelbook um, with the alternate ending uh, Halloween kills. Oh, sick. I still need you know to see what... all those deleted scenes. Yeah, there were some good deleted scenes in there, and the ending I liked a lot too. Is I it mean, better of course... than the deleted scene with Laurie uh, drinking the milkshake? In Halloween 2018. Um, 100,000%. But I can understand why the ending scene didn't, this ending scene didn't work. Mm Because obviously the next movie is four years after or whatever. But it was really good. Jamie Lee is still awesome. Anyways, back to screen. (laughs) I guess we should wrap it up. Yeah. I got to go to work in an hour. Yeah, so... Yeah, I'm, I'm so glad that we finally talked about this. Oh, now um, we can talk about it all day now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so thank you, everybody, for listening. Thanks to all of our regular listeners. Um, I've not got my usual notes up here on my list, but you know who you are. <laughs> we love um, you. Yes. Um, shout out to Sadie at Welcome to Horrorland. She really wanted to be on this episode, but she couldn't. Uh, but we'll definitely get you back on in the future. Um, Sadie, Maybe we'll her... do a Jaws uh, episode. Yes, yes, we'll get her on for Jaws definitely. Uh, but sh- she wasn't too hot on this film. Um, she weirdly though, she said that it actually made her appreciate Scream Four more. Um, because she uh, wasn't yeah, she... a fan of that. Didn't she say she loved it? And then she was like, "But I'll probably hate it in a couple days." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, it for for fans like hardcore fans of Scream. This is a very complicated movie to get your head around. Mm-hmm. If you sort of let go and try and just ride it and enjoy it, then you'll have the best time with it you can, I think. Mm-hmm. That's just my my opinion. 
Um, and then I've, we get to see the new generation of Scream fans. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Our 13th episode, guys. Everything sucks. <laughs> <laughs> we have had, this has been a 13. cursed episode. This is like our sixth or seventh Skype call. I'm going to have to piece together all this audio from <laughs> each one. It's going to be a fucking nightmare. Um, but yeah, talking about uh, 13, hint, hint. That's what's coming next, I think. Dun, dun, I think dun. we've I think we've settled on that. Um yep. the next franchise we'll be tackling is the Friday the 13th I'm series. So excited. All 12 movies. It's gonna take us right through the year until like end of the summer, I think. I've been uh, wanting to watch them, but I've been holding off until we start. Because I was so like, glad I wanna be have. I wanna be fresh. Like yeah. I wanna be fresh, fresh, fresh. Because you've not seen any of them. Apart no. from the remake. Well, yeah, I saw the one that came out in like 2009, 2010 or whatever. Yeah, and well, thank, thank God we won't get to that for a very long time. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember but, it. I just remember making fun of it the whole time. But yeah, we've, we can't wait for that. But, but first of all, before we go into them, next episode will be a banked one. We recorded an episode on Poltergeist. Poltergeist! Like, months ago now. And we've had that in the bank for emergencies like this. <laughs> where our schedules weren't quite right. So, yeah, um, we'll release that one next weekend. And then in February, we'll start Friday 13th. So, yay. I'll wait for that. But, yeah, um, thank you, everybody, for listening. Go to horrorhomeschool.com for links to everything, including all of our socials and where you can listen to the show. And we're still selling merch. Scroll right to the bottom there and click on merch, and you'll go straight over to Ashley's Etsy. you still got an offer on, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, go and buy some stuff. Type in thank you, all caps, all one word, and you'll get 20% off. Send in your comments and questions, and feel free to DM us on Instagram and Facebook, and email us at contacthorrorhomeschool at gmail.com. And personal social media stuff, you can follow me on Instagram at Chris J. Wakefield. Oh, and then me, um, underscore Babraham Lincoln, underscore. We will be back soon with another episode. And remember, don't fuck with the daughter of a serial killer.